market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it was a rough start to the week for our markets, really rough last few weeks that we've seen here as really the propaganda just just does not seem to stop. This has to be the highest level of propaganda we've seen since uh, you know March of 2020 when coronavirus insanity really began. But it seems to be on, on a whole nother level here. Um, you know, it's a coronavirus insanity combined with WMDs, uh, weapons of mass destruction that got us into Iraq, the Iraq war. Uh, really unbelievable. And the amount of people out there who continue to have faith in news outlets, have faith in corrupt politicians. I mean, actually seems like it's higher than it was. And we all know what this is. Kip talks about it all the time here as well. A wag the dog type of event. You know, we're going to see Biden's poll numbers on the rise here, despite what we'll get again this week. We had CPI coming out on Thursday, the consumer price index with inflation at incredibly high levels, oil at $120 a barrel plus, uh, economic slowdown happening. You may not have seen it in the jobs report, but those have been so heavy, heavily manipulated that it's tough to see through all of the noise right now. Uh, so, you know, make sure you're tuning in with us here. We try to cut through all of that noise and give you exactly what we see happening out there right now. But again, the fear just continues to pile on from every source of propaganda that is out there. But folks, with fear comes a lot of opportunity. And that's exactly what we are looking for here. The crisis like this creates some of the best buying opportunities that we've seen over the last few years, whether it was the coronavirus insanity lows, the December from hell that we got in 2018, or leading up to the 2016 election. All of those have been some of the best buying opportunities and they share one specific thing in common and that is what investor sentiment does at those levels. So take a look at some of these these stats here. Because right now in many different metrics we're seeing investor sentiment at its lowest levels that we've seen in the last 5 to 6 years at least around them, right? The fear and greed index hit a 13 today which Hit, that is its lowest level since March of 2020. Then it hit roughly a two or a three, similar to December 2018, hit a two or a three. Uh, but those were incredible buying opportunities. And we're seeing it now as well in the AAII survey. And we've been talking about this one for the last few weeks as well. But bearish investors are at, and the spread between bullish and bearish investors are at their highest levels since March of 2020 as well, going back before that, December 2018. These are the kind of patterns that we love to look at historically. These are great times to be putting your money to work. Now, I will say, again, like I said, the fear and greed is at a 13, it got down to a two or a three. So could we have a little bit ways to go? Sure, we could. And so you wanna be smart about where you're putting your money to work right now, but the way we see it is we're getting close to a point here that we're getting to back up the truck 
territory where you want to be loading the boat. Again, not saying that we're for sure there yet. We still need to see some signs that the coast is clear. But again, when you look back over the last three times when the fear and greed index was this low, uh, the AII bull bear spread was this low. They've all been phenomenal buying opportunities. And those are just the three most recent ones in memory. If you go back further, there's even more examples of this, of this being a phenomenal buying opportunity. So that's what we're looking for here. We aren't quite to pounding the table to buy just yet. But again, we are getting close to load the boat territory here. Certainly a lot of fear. And we're going to get more of that this week as we'll get the CPI report out. Uh, consumer price index going to be hot again. You know, we'll hear some more Fed speak throughout this time. You know our view here. The Fed has to do something with rates here, especially as we get close to a 2 and 10 year inversion uh, for the yield curve. Uh, but in our view, really remains unchanged that the Fed doesn't have a whole lot of a choice. They have to raise rates slightly to save face because they got to do what they said they were going to do. But after that, we'll see how much they're actually able to do. But over the long term, folks, we remain extremely bullish on this market. We're sitting with seven out of our 12 VRA investing screens bullish over the shorter term, though, you know, we could be in for a little bit of a rough time. We saw some of those February 24th lows break today. Uh, namely in the semis, our major indexes have held those February 24th lows. We want to look for those to hold here. And if they do, we'll see that as a buying opportunity as well. That's the lows from when the Ukraine and Russia conflict was really beginning. Uh, but again, we saw them break today in the semis. The semis were down a big over 3% on the day. Let's get a final quote here. Uh, sorry, down 5% on the day, 4.98%. Again, that also finishing at their lows of the day. So not what you want to see there. We're also seeing in these ETFs that track Europe here, hitting 52-week lows on many of these, and they did it in short order too. And the DAX at a 52-week low, the Eurostoxx 50, France, other European countries hitting 52-week lows. But again, these are the types of events that create, you know, multi-year best buying opportunities. And you hate to try and catch a falling knife, but, I mean, if you look at what happened in our markets, again, of March of 2020, even if you were buying ahead of the lows, which we were, they turned out to be the best buying opportunities from the last few years. Absolutely. No doubt about that. When everyone is getting fearful and getting out of the market, that is when we want to be buyers. So keep tuning in to our podcast here. Come and join us for two free weeks at VRAinsider.com. We'll let you know exactly what we're doing here. So let's take a look at our major indexes now on the day today. Again, not the action that we wanted to see as we finished at or near the lows of the day today. The NASDAQ leading the way lower down 3.62% to 12,830. Next up was the S&P 500 down just under 3% to 4,201. Next up the small caps down roughly 2.5% to 1,951. And lastly, the Dow down 2.37% to 32,817. Looking at our internals on the day today, also not the action that we wanted to see, but not the action that we had seen leading up to the February 24th lows or the late January lows before that. Not quite that bad just yet. Declining stocks did beat out advancing stocks on both 
the NYSE, and the NASDAQ. Roughly 3 to 1 negative on the day. New 52-week highs to lows also coming in very negative today with 782 stocks hitting 52-week lows on the NASDAQ. A little bit better for the NYSE, but again, that was not as bad as we have seen recently where you had over 1,000 stocks hitting 52-week lows. Uh, so again, the, the more we see this, the closer we get to capitulation. That's how we're looking at it here. Lastly, volume came in just under 3 to 1 negative for the NYSE, but better than 2 to 1 negative for the NASDAQ. So it really wasn't awful in terms of volume out there today at all. Looking at our sectors on the day today, no surprise here on the leadership, energy leading the way as oil broke $130 a barrel as futures trading opened yesterday. And I'll get to that here more in a second because we did finish lower than that today or we're at it now lower than that, but still not what you want to see. Even though our view has been that we would hit $100 a barrel, I'll get to that here more in a second. But our other leader on the day were utilities. Those were our only two sectors to finish in the green today. And then we had nine sectors finish negative. Uh, we were led lower by consumer discretionary, communication services, technology, and financials. Finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch. Gold now up big on the day today, hitting a high of the session of $2,007 an ounce. That is its highest level since August of 2020, which it quickly pulled back from. I believe it hit 2,094. I want to say maybe it was 2,091. But this is a group that we remain extremely bullish on here. And if we take out those highs... I mean, it could be off to the races after that. Uh, this is a group we've liked for a long time here, and especially the miners, which GDX, the gold miner ETF, was up even more than gold on the day, up just over 2.5%, and that is very bullish for that group. When the miner is, miners are outperforming, the, the precious metal itself tells you they both want to go a lot higher. Gold did now is now up. 1.75% to $2,001 an ounce. Silver, roughly flat on the day, is positive now, though, up 0.09% to $25.81 an ounce. Copper, though, down big, 3.8% to $4.74 a pound. Still high levels there for copper despite the sell-off today. And then, as I mentioned earlier, oil prices continue to be on the rise. It was stunned yesterday to go to the pump to see them even here in Texas at nearly $4 a gallon for gas. I mean, I it's been a long time since we've seen those levels, definitely since the Obama years. And there seems to be a pattern between Biden and Obama and wanting to hurt the American consumer. Uh, if you're a Biden supporter and you haven't seen that by now, uh, I... I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what will wake you up to it. But as I mentioned earlier, in futures trading, uh, when futures opened yesterday, oil hit a high of $130 a barrel on news of a potential Russian oil embargo against the West. Uh, you know, in every company, every major oil and gas company has announced that they're ceasing operations in Russia, which has also served to increase prices, despite the fact that they're going to continue buying oil and gas from Russia. Europe is. We are. I mean, yeah, Biden now talking about buying gas or oil from Iran and Venezuela. I mean, 
It's just absolute madness. Uh, the Biden administration just seems absolutely hell-bent on crippling U.S. oil and gas production. They don't want us to be in energy independent. They want us to be dependent on organizations like the World Economic Forum, like the United Nations. That's, that's what they want for us here. They want a, a docile, uh, dependent population. They're making that abundantly clear here. And combine that all together, you get a perfect storm for higher oil prices. Exactly what we've seen. And like I was talking about briefly earlier, this has been our call since Biden was inaugurated last in 2021. We said then that the Green New Deal is they have to get oil and gas prices higher so they can make other alternatives like wind and solar a viable alternative to oil and gas because those do not make sense when you have gas at $50 a barrel. It just the math of it does not work. It costs too much uh, for solar and wind. As much as we are in favor of a cleaner environment, they're not doing it. These policies will not put that forward. Uh, and we can do a whole podcast on that one as well. But oil is now up on the day 3.8% to $120 a barrel. And finally for today, cryptos sold off over the weekend and continuing down today with Bitcoin now down 3.26% to $37,740 a Bitcoin. Certainly a lot of fear out there right now. You know, uh, Russia talking about getting their own sovereign internet sources, a uh, lot of fear over so potential cyber attacks going forward, seeing it in other countries as well, flights being delayed, cyber attacks. I mean, that is, when you look back, you know, I'm sure that a lot of our listeners already know this, but going into coronavirus insanity, they were gaming out what the reaction would be to a pandemic. Go back and look at the Rockefeller piece um, from... I think it was 2011 or so. But if you look up um, Rockefeller Foundation lockstep, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. They've been doing the same thing for cyber attacks now as well. So, you know, based off that track record, would not be surprised to see something like that happening in the future. But come join us here for two free weeks, folks. We'll show you how to be prepared for all of these situations. But thanks again for tuning in. That's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow after the close.